thought it was meant to be fireworks and rainbows and butterflies. And super fast. Super fast. And I'm talking about like we'd been talking for seven months, dating for like six months. And we're still in this place of I, I really don't know if you're my person and if you're my human. So Jackson's engaged, which is really cool. Jackson, right over yes. there, is engaged. Congratulations, Congratulations. Jackson. Thrilled for you. Way to go, Jackson. Hope you don't mind me doing that. One of our amazing cameramen. He's always yeah. he's always it, faithful. It may or he's may not us, be always backing us. solely due to this podcast that he got. Oh, <laughs> We're talking about marriage myths today. <laughs> that may be a marriage myth. No, but before we dive in, uh, one, welcome, Maddie and Alec. To the Hold show. On, I have one more. You're welcome, Miss Jackson. Wow. I am for real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwback outcast there uh, uh, for all you millennials. Oh, Y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, welcome to the show. First time on the show. Yeah. Glad you're here. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm just, I've watched every single episode. <laughs> like it's your job. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're glad uh, we're glad you're here, and uh, particularly for today's conversation, is going to be really good. And Alec, the producer, yeah, welcome. Good to have you on the show. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. So we're sure. we're going to talk about marriage myths today, which I'm excited about. That we did an episode, our last one, talking about conflict in marriage, and it really resonated with people. Lots of engagement, lots of great questions. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to do a burning question. Excellent. Which is a different type of question. And be sure if you did not. Check out the marriage myth. Oh, yeah. Well, the conflict in marriage. Go back and check it out because it really was a great yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are really resonating. <clears throat> a lot of people are really resonating with it. Excuse me. And um, yeah, a lot of the questions um, have been even just about conflict. And so yeah. it was really good to finally do an episode on conflict. Yeah. 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 yeah so check that out. The last two. And today, Ashley Croft. Okay, I think I'm saying that right. You just got to say it with confidence. Remind myself of that. Say it with confidence. Asked a question for you, Julia. Someone mm. throw it your way. What are some practical ways I can get God's word into my two little girls? I have a 16 month and a two month, 16 month and two month. Seems like a prime time while I nurse them to speak life, but I'm not sure how. Just use scripture. So better just live a life walking in the spirit that they can sense and see Jesus in me. Yeah, real talk, Ashley. If you are not on your phone while you're nursing them, you're already winning. So just mm. mic drop. Be encouraged <laughs> if you're intentionally yeah. talking to them. If sh if you're in the word, mm. then the word's gonna get into your 16 month and two month old. Like take the pressure off, Ashley. Mm -hmm. That is like through the breast milk. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> A transferring of one hundred percent. <laughs> the word is transferred through the milk. I mean, there's a lot in the word about like milk. Oh my honey, gosh. And, I mean, oh just, my gosh. God, you're <laughs> spot on. Thank you. But do not give your children honey before they are one. Botulism, oh, yeah. right? Yes, I, botulism, yeah. which is what's in Botox. Wow. I, there's full circle. There's a lot of wisdom. This is a great episode so like, far. There's no circle. So there's a lot of good for stuff. Sure. No, but really, I think this question is such a picture of the way that we put so much pressure on ourselves mm. as parents. The fact that she's listening to this episode thinking, I really want to get the word in my 16 month and two month old. The job is done, Ashley. Mm. Relax. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would actually, I love that. 
I would add some things. The job is the heart posture. How many times have mm. you just, fed? As, as someone who's experienced feeding a child with a bottle, yeah. no. The job's the heart posture. Yes, mm. and, but that's what I'm saying. And, and yeah, her and heart she, posture. Her heart posture is there. Like she wants to receive so she can give. Mm. I think for, uh, for parents, like we feel this responsibility to get it all right. And actually the only thing that we need to get right is be right with God. Like be in that heart posture of, hey, God, I want to receive from you so I can give, realizing that that's going to look different from season to season, from moment to moment. Sometimes it might look like you turning on your audio Bible and playing scripture. I think that's great. Other times yeah. praying over your child. Yeah. But I love what you shared. I did not see that coming. I love what you shared. About the Botox. About the Botox, yes. Mm. But also that one and two, just not being on your phone. Yeah. Just mm. being present to your child. If we're present, if we're there, if we show up and we're there, Holy Spirit's going to show us what we need to do in that moment with the child. That is good. And as you were talking, and really, I'm going to riff on the breast milk again. Ashley, if you are receiving the nutrients that you need, if you yourself are getting in the word, praying, having communion with Holy Spirit, mm. you're then going to be able to give yes. it to your kids. In the same way, you have to be eating nutrients to be giving it to your kids or else it's just depleting your resources where it's meant to be an overflow. Yeah. We're all meant to be experiencing an overflow and offering an overflow to one another. And unfortunately, we focus so much on the outcome yeah. that we really don't recognize, yeah. oh, it has to first be in me for me to be able to offer it out. So, so I love that. So basically, you guys are saying kind of our uh, motto here at At Home with Revere is that it isn't rocket science. Raising mm -hmm. a family isn't rocket science, but it doesn't happen by accident. So yeah. it's really that intentionality, as you were saying, Addison, but it's not really rocket science and you don't need to have all this pressure on you. That's good. That's good. That's yeah, good. that's good. Mm -hmm. We so, could end it right there. <laughs> we could. And actually, this is a great segue to today's episode because we're... We've talked about this in previous episodes, this idea of perfection. Mm. And I think as people who are following Jesus and wanting to honor him with our lives and the decisions that we make and the way we do family and the way we do marriage, there's a lot of pressure to get this life right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially since many of us, we've grown up at the table of a Western gospel message mm. that very much yeah. tells us if you don't get this right, eternity looks very different for you. And yeah. so you better get it right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I'm not, that's not what this episode's about. We're not going to dive into all the nuances of that. What I want to talk about though is this idea of perfection, mm -hmm. specifically perfection in marriage. And mm. I think it starts with the pressure a lot of us feel as we're moving toward marriage to find the perfect person. And if we find the perfect person, then everything about our lives, everything about our marriage yeah. will be perfect. Mm -hmm. And going back to even this question, I'm not picking on Ashley because we all ask questions like this. We have this sense of like, if I just can figure out that one thing, mm -hmm. get that one answer, then everything's going to be good. Mm -hmm. yeah. then, I, then I'm going to be able to check a box and move forward in this area of my life. And I just don't know if life works like that. Yeah. So y'all have a really great story of your journey to finding each other. Y'all are almost one year. Into, right. one year, into marriage one year old this, this month week. one year yeah this I, month yeah by the time this episode yeah. comes out that's right yeah. it'll be one year it will so, be. Yeah. yeah june 27th yeah. that's right that's right which you remembered i'm, I'm which, proud of you yeah. <laughs> it's not a hard one pretty easy it's for not you a hard one to remember one day after your birthday, your birthday. <laughs> june june 27th one yeah. year julie yeah. and i were 15 years into it this year and so different perspectives y'all recently navigated the journey from all right, hey, we kind of like each other and there's interest here, but mm. is this person the one? And we're 15 years down this path. So I would love to open it up since y'all's story is fresh. 
your season is fresh. Mm. I just love to open it up to hear a bit of y'all's story. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, where do we begin? Where do you yeah. want us to start from? Yeah. Well, we're talking about debunking this myth of finding the perfect yeah. person, the mm -hmm. soulmate, the one. Yeah. And I know we had a very intimate view of y'all's journey and mm -hmm. different moments of like, come on, just get with it. Yeah. Move along. But that it was a journey. And you have such a unique perspective, having navigated that with a lot of grace and even moved through it with a unity that was not um, incorrect mm. for the fact that you weren't married, but the unity was that you wanted the very best for one another, yeah. whether that yeah. meant yeah. that you were going to end up together or with other people. And yeah. mm. you navigated it really beautifully and maturely. And, and part of it is that you were older than, you know, I mean, I don't know now. It kind of seems like all of the ages have shifted, but you both were far enough along in your own relationship with God and as adults that mm. you navigated it just with a lot of wisdom and grace. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Julie. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, babe, let's actually have you go first because first of all, um, guys, I'm just so excited. I know that probably a lot of people don't really even know you um, that well, but yeah, this is Maddie G'day. Bevere, G'day. the G'day. love of my life. She is Australian. <laughs> she does talk funny. As you can hear, uh, weighing, at, uh, weighing in at 51 kilograms or kilos, right? Oh. Or, or, you know, yeah, um, I, I, I said that. It's okay. No one will know what that is. Nobody in America would actually know what that means. Nobody would know what that means. But uh, yeah, um, Maddie, why don't actually you even yeah. just go first um Absolutely. just even just talking about this yeah this no perfect. you like you guys are so right and i think especially in the church there is so much pressure in order to get it right mm -hmm. and there is so much pressure to kind of just know yeah and i know even like i i remember as a teenager people would prophesy over me and like you're going to be married at 18 you're going to have like five kids by the age of 23 i'm like that maths oh gosh <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so here i was 27 and i actually uh had never dated anyone before seriously never was in a serious relationship actually had never kissed a boy before even and feeling all this pressure that when I did enter into that relationship it had to be perfect mm. and kind of in a way there was even a little bit of mm. entitlement which I hate to say but yeah. thinking I have sacrificed so much as in like there, it wasn't like there wasn't opportunities in the past but every time I said yes to God yeah. it seemed to move me further away from what I was going to be settling mm. at and so I was nearly like okay God like if my marriage, it, it's it's probably gonna look like this. Mm. And oftentimes it's that fairy tale. I mean, culture doesn't help with that in showing us these beautiful fairy tale stories. Yeah. When in reality, oftentimes I think even dating can be messy. I mean, love can just be messy. And it's definitely, it's definitely far from perfect. And so I think that's probably our story is we went into it not knowing whether each other were the ones for us. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were times where I got even a little bit frustrated because I was like, God, like, I, I feel like Alec doesn't really know what he even wants in a wife. And I don't even really know what I know in a husband. Like, I thought it was meant to be fireworks and rainbows and butterflies. And super fast. Super fast. And I'm talking about, like, we'd been talking for seven months, dating for, like, six months. And we're still in this place of, I, I really don't know if you're yeah. my person and if yeah. you're my human. Um, and I remember God told me so specifically to go read the story of Rebecca and Isaac. And I remember sitting there and being like, God, 
really? Like, this is the story I wanted. I wanted it to be, this is the one I have chosen for you. And it to be so clear. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit's like, go back to that story, Maddie, and reread it. So what you're saying, like, how um, Isaac's servant went and yeah, like he yeah, literally yeah. just knew right away who the person was. Well, he actually yeah. his uh, he asked the Lord if this who the person who's meant to marry my my master's son does A B C and D. That is the person mm. that I have selected as a wife. Mm. And so I kind of had this uh, this imagining that that's what my story is going to be like. And so the Holy Spirit told me to go back and to reread the story. And so we read the story where the servant. Uh, is out on his mission and he comes to the well mm-hmm. and he's sitting at the well and he sees Rebecca come up and literally do everything he had asked the Lord to mm. be the sign. And so she's like, I will water all your camels. Which and, was a huge job. Which is huge. Yeah. Probably 300 gallons. And it would have took mm. so much time. Wow. And the Holy Spirit told me to stop as soon as I read that. And he was like, Look at this story again. Look at it again. Because it actually says in the next verse that the servant, Abraham's servant, sat back and wondered if Mm. this was the person God had (laughs) selected. And I mean, she's out there hauling water. She's out there for hours doing it. And he's just sitting back wondering. And I heard God say, it's okay for Alec to wonder. Mm. It's okay for you to wonder. Yeah. And so that was really freeing for me. Let me just go right ahead and actually just give some backstory to our actual story. So, so Maddie, whenever I met Maddie, um, everyone was all team Maddie, like including you guys. You guys were very much team Absolutely. Maddie. Um, what's everyone. Not like like, what's not to like about Maddie? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, um, I mean, everyone loved Maddie. Everyone was team Maddie. I mean, I definitely liked Maddie too. We had a very interesting, uh, just even story of, of how we even met. We kept seeing each other all around the U.S., um, and we're like, yeah, you know, hey, maybe we should do this thing. Like, maybe we should like try to try to actually date. And then, so whenever we did start to date, though, I kept having all these times that I was actually getting thrown back, almost like in doubt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I learned something actually kind of uh, really powerful after the fact. And that is actually sometimes whenever you're getting closer to somebody who you're even supposed to be with, um, sometimes they're kind of like a mirror. And the closer you get to them, the more actually you see yourself mm-hmm. and the yeah. more you see things that actually you don't like even in yourself. Mm. Yeah. And it starts to like, it started to like, I started to see things cause Maddie, you know, she, like she said, she's somebody who n- never even kissed somebody. And, um, w- w- which was a huge, you know, burden to kind of be like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Like I'm somebody who has kissed somebody. I'm somebody who has, you know, uh, dated somebody before she said, uh, as well as, as she said, she's, she's also dated or, or she didn't date anyone, but, but I, I dated people. And so I was trying to be very careful with like this heart. Um, but then at the same time, I was noticing all these things about myself and I was realizing that I wasn't perfect, quote yeah. unquote, as what we've been talking about within this episode. And so I think that's where a lot of that doubting even came was I was doubting even like myself, but I know that that was coming off as me doubting you. Were you moving through any kind of shame related with Maddie being like squeaky clean, this ideal, you know, within Christendom, we certainly set these precedents Mm. and there's this, like you said, there was even a level of entitlement. So I imagine some idea of my husband mm. is going to have also preserved himself in the same way. And 
you know, having to move through the reality of that. I know a lot of people have all of these ideas. They've made these lists, mm. which I think, honestly, the lists can be helpful and they can be harmful Yeah, for different personality types. Yeah. But then having to then face off with when the reality and the lists don't quite match up. Mm. So what did that look like to move through that with a real person? It's one thing to move through it on your own, but with a real person in front of you, like, okay. So you ask a lot there. You asked, you were talking about Specifically the, the shame. The shame. Like yeah, I know yeah. you mentioned doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely, um, I don't know, uh, just with, with my past, like I felt like, um, I don't know. I almost felt like, like I had to get it right. Mm -hmm. I felt like, um, I felt like I'd made a wrong choice beforehand. And then also um, I kind of used to be in Maddie's shoes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I actually used to have like that whole like dream that, that I think actually a lot of, of Christians who were maybe, you know, raised Christian who like, they have like this, you know, kind of like perfect, like vision of what it would be to like date somebody, marry somebody that like, you're only gonna kiss one person or maybe you're only gonna date maybe just like one person or maybe two people. And then like, like but, but like, you're gonna find that person and it's gonna be like ordained and it's gonna be amazing. I almost feel like I kind of messed that up and I kind of messed that up for, for me, but then I also felt like I messed that up for Maddie mm -hmm. in the sense that I wasn't that for Maddie. And I felt like then Maddie was then constantly kind of being compared to, or there were certain things, um, or, well, 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 that was like my, my biggest fear that Maddie wasn't comparing herself to past relationships, but then also just- Because I just have to give context because yeah. you were previously engaged. I was, so I was. So I do feel like it's important to share that. Absolutely. I don't want to assume people know that about you. Yeah. But you had journeyed that same way up until that relationship. You thought this was the woman that you were going to marry. Yeah. She was the first woman that you kissed. Y'all got engaged. How many years were there? In between that and between, between the Maddie? engagement and when you and Maddie first started talking. Uh we started talking in what year? 2020. 2020. So yeah. then so then there there's about four to five years. Yeah. 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 There, there's about four to five years. Yeah. And so I thought that I was good after that four to five years. But as I was saying, the closer I got to Maddie, the more Came I realized that actually there was a lot of stuff that I actually was dealing with. Mm. And I thought that I was good. I thought that that I was like all put back together, even from something five years ago. But I realized, wait a minute, there's now things that I'm treating Maddie certain ways mm. because because of things that I experienced with somebody else. And I'm kind of holding Maddie to almost like these standards that I had to put in place after, after somebody else or, or because of somebody else. Yeah. And so it, it really made things really interesting between our relationship and, and as Maddie was saying. Yeah, no, it even created red flags in me. Where mm. I was oh, like, yeah. oh no, like, is this a red flag? And not crazy. Like I think if People think of red flags like, oh, sleeping around, this and that. So yeah. maybe it's not like a it wasn't blood, like a red, blood flag. red flag. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a pastel <laughs> red flag. It wasn't anything too crazy. But I think one thing that we learned how to do, which we had so many arguments, like we constantly were just butting heads while we were dating. Mm. It, honestly, it wasn't butterflies and it wasn't rainbows by any means. But I think one thing that we had to learn really, uh, which I actually, I'm thinking back, I'm like, why did we why did we even do this? But I think it was because we genuinely wanted to understand each other, but we actually set aside time to talk through the pastel red flags. Mm. And rather than running from them, because I think people in, at least like people my age, yeah. they see red flags and they run. Mm -hmm. 
but we open that up to in conversation and sometimes it's necessary to run mm-hmm. but for us it was an ability to actually get like why why is yeah. this happening this way why is this and i actually think that's when i began to fall in love with alec because i started mm. to understand like the way he was thinking and i yeah. was able yeah. to see his character and how he was processing and so my red flags actually became green flags because i was like oh i've been misunderstanding this because i've had my own perspective mm. he's got his own and so when he had the ability to actually be like okay this is why mm. i want to not post on social media or this is why yeah. i don't want to do x y and z i was like i actually really respect that you're yeah. trying to protect me mm. and so the can mess I, can I ask you beautiful. a question how you knew it was a pastel red flag to move through as opposed to a bright red flag to run from? Mm. Did you have people mm. who you were inviting into that process? Mm. Yeah. Was it mostly just between you and God? How did how did you know the difference? It was definitely a little bit of both. Okay. I think one thing that we've even reflected on and thought was really wise, um, and hopefully, hopefully it is really wise, but we made sure that we got counsel from people who were for both Alec and mm-hmm. who were for I, rather than people mm-hmm. who were just for me and not for Alec or people who were just for Alec and not for me. Yeah. Because we found whenever we were consulting people who were only for one or the other, it actually would create like an inferno in our relationship in the worst way. Like it would cause yeah. us just to miss each other. Oh, yeah. And n- neither of these people had bad intentions. Like they really were genuinely for us. Yeah. But I think seeking counsel from people who were for us both rather than us individually, but also character flaws, like making sure if the red flags were big character red flags, mm-hmm. I think I would have probably been like, okay, open up the conversation. You know what? We do not see eye to eye to this. I think it's best to separate. But these mm. pastel red flags were more like things that would happen or situations that weren't necessarily deemed character flaws, mm. but more so uncomfy things that were going on. I was like, okay, let's talk about this. Like, why, why are we navigating it like this? And so, so after all of that journey, what was it? Like how, what was the moment or the week or the season when you did know? Like mm. what did that feel like or... What I think I knew like? maybe before he did. So I'll let. <laughs> oh, actually, Maddie. Uh, so, so Maddie had to go back to Australia um, to go get her, her visa r- renewed to be able to work out here in the U.S. And uh, it's actually pretty funny. She. Uh, <laughs> so I was still figuring things out, but she told me that she loved me um, right before she left to go I was back to Australia. Like, I love you. And then turned around and walked away. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, she, 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 yeah, she kind of turned around like, well, she, but she wanted to see what I was going to respond, and, and I was like, "Have a great flight." <laughs> so, so it was. But that's also as weird as ever. Like feelings. when you tell Alex you love him on the phone, he's kind of like, "Bye." <laughs> oh, my gosh. Say it back. Say oh it back. no, 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 no. So, so um, for me, it really was just getting things figured out. I mean, uh, like I said, it was figuring out me. And it wasn't anything that was wrong with Maddie. It was more me figuring out me and figuring out where I was and figuring out just actually stuff that I had to deal with in myself. Because I think that whenever we were talking about this whole topic of like of like a perfect relationship, I think I think uh, 
I think a lot of people would have thought that maybe I did have a lot of things figured out and kind of what Maddie was talking about earlier, like, Hey, you know, like you've, you've gone through so many things like, like, like you should have it figured out or maybe, Hey, you've waited so, so long to actually get married. Like, like you should have things figured out. I think there's just a lot of things in me that I need to get figured out. And yeah. How did it feel after I knew that I did love Maddie? Cause I actually wouldn't tell Maddie that I loved her for how long? Oh, it was like, We'd been talking for seven months, dating 10 months. And I think yeah. it's about 10 months after so, dating. So I waited a long time because I was like, I'm not going to tell someone I love them until I know that like they're the person that like I'm going to marry. Wow. And so I know that that even put a lot of stress on Maddie. But but see, even that's something as well. Like some someone else would be like, hey, just tell someone you love them. But like that's that's a great example of like I already told someone that I love them and I hated that I told someone I love them. And then now... I don't want to tell someone else that I love them too, because then like, like not until like it's real, because then you could tell so many people in so many relationships that like you love them. And then like, I, like I wanted to make sure it was real, but then that was something that then I put on Maddie. And then of course that's going to put stress, like somebody not hearing that, yeah. that you love them. But yes, once I knew, gosh, that was so great. And, 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 and like, it was just like full steam ahead. And I think it's made just this first year of marriage so amazing. And of course it made just the wedding season so much easier. I think, I think you even, had a, like you didn't have cold feet but like 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 you started to be like you started hesitating a little bit towards like the marriage but i was just like two weeks before i was like what am i doing <laughs> yeah, but I, I was full steam ahead because it, it took me a while just to get to that conviction of knowing that hey yeah 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 there's stuff in me that i need to face there's things that i need to look at and um yeah yeah and i think like because we didn't have that perfect image of what our dating was so imperfect. We didn't go into marriage necessarily thinking it was going to make us perfect. I mean, it says in 1 Corinthians 7, the goal of marriage is holiness. And that yeah. that implies there's going to be some rub and there's going to be yeah. some grind. And I think because we figured out how to yeah. at least talk and how to communicate so early on, it's made this first year a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah. I am grateful for all that rub and all that grind at the beginning. Yeah. No, Hopefully was- not too much rub and grind. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No. That's where we're going with the next episode. Too. Wow. Yeah. We did it. You, you did. So the next episode. You, you set it up. No, no I, I, what I'm hearing from y'all, and mm. again, going back to something that was shared earlier, there's this pressure yeah. to get it perfect. Yeah. And what we have found and what we we tell young couples as they're navigating that, that journey into marriage, like marriage is more about becoming someone or becoming the one mm. and less about finding the one, because when you become someone, you start to have eyes to see the people around you, the yeah. people that God has placed in your world. But for many of us, we're still convinced mm-hmm. that we're not enough, that whatever's happening around us is keeping us from stepping into whatever's next. And we keep our eyes on ourselves instead of actually seeing what God is doing around us and the people that he's positioning around us. And you called out First um, Corinthians 7 and the idea of holiness. Like mm-hmm. That's also the journey that God has for us individually. So yes, he's making us holy collectively as a couple, but also individually. That is the journey of becoming for all of us. Mm. And when we think about God's holiness, man, that's so far beyond anything that we can conceptualize. And God's patient love moves us toward that holiness. Yeah. And the goal is not perfection the way we think of perfection. The goal is God's design for perfection, which is a different process than what we would think Mm. would look like the process to perfection. Yeah. And it comes with a lot of question marks and a lot of faith and a lot of trust and a lot of doubt. I mean, doubt is when 
we can't see the end of a situation. Doubt is where we're like, God, I don't know how you're going to come through here, but I believe you're going to come through. Doubt is the tension of the in-between. Like that is what doubt is. And we're called to surrender those doubts, not to figure them all out, but to surrender them hmm. and see what God does in those moments. So I think a lot of us, we miss out on the perfect work invitation that God has for us in life because we're frozen looking for this idea of perfection that is our own idea of perfection instead of what God's inviting us so to discover. So you're saying perfection is imperfection until it's perfection? Until it's perfected. <laughs> oh, <laughs> until it's perfected. And there's, a, there's an old saying that, that perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. 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 And and I and I think I think that's true in a large sense with how we approach God and how we understand how God does things in our lives and even within family and kids. Like kids can be terrified of making mistakes and failing and I think a lot of us grow up with that mentality. And I'm not I'm not talking about character issues. I'm talking about preference issues. I'm talking about purpose issues, stuff like that where it's like, man, I, life is important and life is short and I don't want to get it wrong. But God's actually like, you know what? I'm more invested in you getting it right than you are. Like, how about you trust me with tomorrow and be in tune with what I'm doing today mm. and just watch what happens. Yeah. We'll just, see, we'll just see what happens. Like surrender your idea of what perfect looks like to me. Mm. And that's the most perfect thing that you can do. And by doing so, I'll bring you on a journey that you otherwise couldn't have taken on your own. Yeah. And I think that leads us into the promises, whether it's marriage or anything else. So myth number one was finding the perfect person will make your life perfect. Like that's just... No, that's not, oh, no, no, that's no. not true. And it can't work like that because yeah. no person can have that power and position in your life. Mm. Only God can hold that. Like no, no person would know what to do with that. Also marriage is hard. Which is the second myth. <laughs> if my marriage is right, it shouldn't require work. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys had a kind of like an opposite story, right? We did. He like, waited guys. five days to tell me he loved me. Yeah, five days. I did say it first, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then we I went, had him trapped in a car, so nice. then he had to say it back. No, yeah, I, I mean, our, our story is crazy. Maybe we'll share that at some point on an episode. I don't I don't think we've shared our story ever. No, you guys But then you went to a Bible school for a year, and we were separated because it was a very strict Bible school. And I was thinking, I saw that parallel between mm -hmm. when you went back to Australia. There was a time of separation that brought clarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... We are now in, I mean, 50, 16 years ago is when our story took place. It's wow. totally different world. Hmm. And there is this instantaneous expectation yeah. that would keep people from shying away from any kind of time of separation. One, because you would think they're going to find someone else. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. if I give them space, they're just going to fill it with someone else. And if they do, like that wasn't the one for you. Um, so it's a good thing to give that time of separation, but really seeing that similarity, that Isaac moment yeah. of, okay, God, I believe this is it, but I trust you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Marriage is supposed to provide a safe place for us mm -hmm. to work it out, yeah. to figure out who we are in the company and the covenant with another, which, which is a good segue into our third myth which is you cannot fulfill your calling unless you're married. Because some people will take that to an extreme mm. and be like, I don't, if it's two becoming one, I really can't become someone until I get married. Yeah. And only people who are married, and even within how we do culture within church too, in some ways we support Community. this. Community. Not, not intentionally creating space for people who are embracing the call to singleness for however long 
that is, whether it's a lifetime or a season. True. Actually, I would say that people argue the opposite a lot nowadays too, that you can't actually get married until you're like fulfilling your calling mm. or, or like or if you get married, you. you're going to like have too much time taken away from you. Yeah. So you're yeah. not going to be able to actually pursue anything. So actually you shouldn't get married until you kind of fulfill your calling or, or fulfill like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really interesting. I know even I dealt with some of those thoughts of like yeah. the opposite. I mean, I felt like, yes, I do believe that a lot of Christians do have that thought of like, yeah, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're not married, you almost get viewed or maybe when, whenever you're a single, it just feels this way. Like it feels like, like you're viewed that way of like almost like a secondhand citizen of like, oh, they're not married yet. They can't be fully trusted. I think yes. it's the difference between men and women also. Yeah. Like, you know, categorizing, obviously it's not sure. going to be the rule, but yeah. I think women feel less than and before they're married and men feel like marriage could hold them back from pursuing whatever mm. they need to pursue. Hmm. And, I, and, and to your point, I'm sure there's, there's exception. There are exceptions. Oh, that well, absolutely. Both sides. Yeah. But, but the point is, is the myth. calling, the calling myth here, which we brought up before, mm. like we have such a weird idea of calling. Yeah. Such a weird Western idea of calling. It really isn't biblical. Yeah. It's it's not something that we find in the Judeo-Christian value system. It's actually very secular. This idea of I have like this calling, I gotta get this calling right, I gotta check these boxes. Actually, no, actually the way God calls us, if you study the meta narrative scripture, it's very much like wooing us into seasons of trust and surrender and obedience where we're given glimpses of what will be but we're not given the full picture because god actually wants us to trust him and go places we otherwise wouldn't go and when we I love that. when we take that approach to calling whether it's marriage or anything else then we're freed up to be present to the day and in tune with what God is doing in the day, which whether you're a mom nursing your two month old and your 16 month old, or you're a single person navigating the crazy world of, am I supposed to marry this person or not? Or if you're 15 years in a marriage and you're navigating the questions that come with kids in their teenage years and everything, like, there's always those Am, am I still questions. supposed to be married yeah. to this like, person? There's always, I, not, there's always I, that. I, I Listen, not, baby, I know how good you have it. Listen, it, It's I an know. imperfection that you're talking I, about. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that tension, yeah. It is, and it's always there. And, and we think that if we check certain boxes, whether that's marrying the right person, or getting the right job, or mm -hmm. this perfect thing, or that perfect thing, we think that that will go away. And God's actually saying, no, no, the goal here is not for that to go away. Yeah. The goal is here is for you to actually learn how to trust me and hear my voice and to be more intimate with me in the midst of whatever that is. Because those moments of our lives hmm. where we feel so out of control and we're like, God, you know the end from the beginning. Like, yeah. I need you. I surrender this to you. But I'm not, I know also I'm not just supposed to sit here in doubt and freeze up like you're inviting me to participate with you and take action and make a decision like those moments where we find harmony and we surrender to god and we move our feet man then we get to see god it's like the example that you shared from isaac and rebecca the servant articulated the prayer hmm. and and later in that passage he actually says he says something along the lines of like before the words even formed it was a prayer in his heart before the words even formed he looked up behold yeah. and she was there rebecca was there mm -hmm. it's like god's gonna partner with us we don't have to get all the words right we don't have to say it perfectly 
But if we start that and if we start to form yeah. that and we start to say yes, even if the yes is tentative and it feels weak in some ways, God's going to come in there and he's going to help that yes become something that reflects his greater yes over our lives. And that's powerful. Wow. So, it is powerful. Yeah. So great. Yeah, well, beautiful. we've we've gone a bit over our time today, but I'm excited for the next episode because we're going to continue talking about marriage myths and we're going to go. We're going to go down the, the road of sex. Yeah. And this is so important because people, I've, I have found people in, within Christianity will cling to other people's stories mm. and use that as a guide for prayer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. kind of the revelation, like yeah. by the blood of the lamb and the word of our That's testimony good, yeah. and claim someone else's testimony, which is uh, odd. And well, the, our testimony is both a collective testimony an and an individual. Yeah, make an yeah. idol they make of it. They make an idol and a formula. Mm. Mm. They yeah. make something an idol and they look for the formula to get their life there. And so recognizing, like, maybe they've seen Instagram snapshots of y'all's life. Well, not very much when you were dating. <laughs> um, and thought, or your wedding, which was so stunning and mm. divine. But recognizing, like, oh... There's a journey yeah. to that yeah. place. Um, and we can't snatch that and stick it up on a pedestal to our own demise. Yeah. We have to recognize we're never going to have the full picture of another couple's story. And so to embrace whatever is ours, actually, when you were talking, I was thinking of this scripture in 1 Corinthians 17, and this is the message version. So everyone Wait, will... 1 Corinthians what? I don't know the exact... It's not 1 Corinthians 17 because that's not a thing. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh. You know what it is? It's First oh. Corinthians 7, 17. There it is. Oh, there it is. yeah. There it is. <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> and don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Hmm. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Hmm. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Amen. 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 Julie, will you pray over us? I will. <laughs> oh lord i thank you that we are able to share and just give of ourselves in this way i thank you for alec and maddie and their story their journey the intricacies that you have woven together i thank you for my dog banging at the back door lord i just ask that everyone under the sound of my voice would really allow the scripture to penetrate deep that they are not defined by their marital status, but by their relationship with you. Meet them there, Holy Spirit. Remind them that you are in this, you are with them, and you are for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today at At Home with the Beviers. Guys, we are always so thrilled whenever you leave questions that we can go right ahead and answer. So if you have any questions, make sure to leave a comment wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps out our show and helps it get all around the world. Again, guys, we are so thrilled that you joined us here today where we want to help you create a legacy starting at home.